I'm Michael Kist of Bleeding Green Nation, and I invite you, gentle listener, to join us for the best analysis of the Super Bowl champion Philadelphia Eagles in the business. BGN Radio provides you with the most informative preview shows, and the Kist and Solak show dives deep into all the schemes and X and O details you could ever want. Plus discussions with the industry's brightest minds, including former NFL players and press conferences from the Eagles coaching staff to keep you up to date and informed every step of the way. Subscribe to Bleeding Green Nation today. Fly, Eagles, fly. Hello, everybody. How are we all doing? Okay. Okay, hello everybody. Um, I'm gonna riff for a minute while folks start to show up. Um, sorry, this is happening on Sunday, not on Saturday. Uh, Facebook decided it hated all webcams yesterday, so that's super fun and ideal. Um, my computer is also still hating webcams, so you can't see. Maybe I'll post a picture later. I've got this crazy double screen thing going on here. Um, it makes me feel very tech advanced, like I should be hacking a mainframe, but we're not doing that today. We're talking hockey. Um, hope everybody's doing well. Um, if you don't recognize my face, um, I'm Maddie. I'm normally over on the written side of things, but I'm switching over to video for today at least. Um, here to spend my morning chatting with you guys. Very excited. I don't it's wicked windy here. I don't know if you can hear that. Sorry. Um, so we're here. We're talking flyers and other things. Um, and we're just about ready to go. Um, I have pulled some questions from Twitter. I'm going to be getting to those first. You guys probably know the deal by now, but I have to reiterate. Um, Twitter questions first. So... If you can, hold on to, if you have any more questions that you didn't send in, uh, hold those to the end because Facebook's weird and doesn't always let me scroll all the way, so I don't want those to get lost. Um, but yeah, looks like we're good. We can just about get rolling. All right, so our first question is from John Starbuck. He asks, will Weiss and Laterra be on the roster for next season? Um Yes, is my feeling. Um, we haven't really been hearing any serious whispers that either of them are getting moved. Um, there were, there was the possibility that Laterra might get bought out since it's the last year of his contract coming up. Uh, that's a possibility, but Hextall was pretty clear during exit interviews that that wasn't something that they were looking to do. Um, so... If they're not going to buy him out, they're probably not going to buy Weiss out. We've thrown that idea around a little bit as well. Um, 
The only other option would be if either of them gets Matt Reeded and sent down to the Phantoms, which is a possibility. Um, again, I think Latera would be the more likely option for that to happen, uh, since he does have just the one year left on his contract. They're not burning a whole lot. Um, but I don't know. I guess really either of them could be waived if they really decided they wanted to, but I think more likely than not, they're going to be, we're going to be seeing them on the roster next season, whether or not that means they'll be in the lineup regularly or if they'll be hanging out in the press box is another question, um, which is causing me a lot of stress because I don't want to see them regularly in the lineup. Um, so that's, I guess, a question for another day. Um, yeah. And then next up we have, sorry, I have my questions written down here. That's why I'm kind of looking around. Um, our pal John asks, do you think the Flyers will play both Sanheim and Myers? And then some incomprehensible laughing nonsense because he can't even finish the question. Thought I, you could get me to read that out loud and make myself sound dumb. No, I'm going to do that on my own later. <laughs> anyway, his actual question is, which Phantoms have the best chance to crack the roster at forward? So, I was thinking about this, and I guess that depends. When I was planning out my answer in my head, I left Lindblom off my initial thought, and not because I don't think he's going to make the team, but I think at this point I'm thinking of him more as a flyer than a phantom. That's just something my brain's been doing. He closed out the season with them, got in for a couple playoff games. So I think, I don't want to say a lock, um, but I feel pretty good that he'll be on the team opening night for them. Um, others, Nick Obey-Kubel, I think, has a good chance to make the team, basing that pretty much just on Hextall saying that he was one that they had been watching and who they were liking what he was doing down in Allentown. Um, but he's sort of a weird case because Hextall said that during exit interviews and you looked at Ove Kubel's regular season and you're like, yeah, I get it. He His scoring pace was good despite not getting top power play minutes. He was driving play reasonably well. I don't have those numbers in front of me, but he was doing well. And you're like, Okay, so that makes sense. And then he just sort of disappeared for the playoffs, and you don't really know why. Uh, Brad brought it up in our last Phantoms wrap-up article chat that his longest scoring drought, pointless drought, in the um, regular season was five games, and he went 10, I think, in the playoffs without a single point. And I know that was broken up by the suspension in there. And maybe that, I don't even know, maybe this was just a weird funk coming at just a really bad time. And maybe he was close to breaking out of that. And then he hit the suspension and that messed with any momentum he was working on putting together. But it's just, it's weird to have, on the whole, a very solid regular season, get very direct praise for that from your general manager, and then just put up, by the numbers, 
pretty much your worst stretch of hockey through the whole season. Um, and you don't really know what to do with that. And maybe it ends up not mattering that much. Maybe he comes in and has a really good development camp, really good training camp. The team's looking at the very solid regular season and those two camps and the sort of weird playoff run gets bookended by more positive results on either side. And I don't want to say it gets wiped out, but maybe not given so much weight. Um, but I don't know. I still think he, he does have a good chance, though, to, to crack the, the roster. Uh, the other one, I think, would be Misha Vorobiev. I don't know if we've been talking as much about him, or maybe we at Broad Street Hockey have, but not so much maybe outside of us. I'm not really sure, but um, he he was very good during the regular season. I thought he had a pretty solid playoffs. He's not as flashy, but he was very good for them as the sort of defensive center role. And the Flyers do have a center vacancy. We're going to be talking more about that because that's a whole lot of question marks. But um, Vorobiev, I thought, was very good. He was really good for them on the penalty kill, too, which was, I think, what stuck out to me the most through watching them in the playoffs. And I know killing penalties or being good at killing penalties in the NHL is very different from being good at it in the AHL, but he was just so good to watch. He'd be on the ice, you'd watch him, and he'd just take over the entire shift and really run the whole show on his own. Um, So I think there's a lot of potential there, and I'd like to see him get a shot. Um, So he's another, I think, has a chance. Um, Yeah, what's next? Uh, We've got a two-part question from Brian Cole. He starts, as someone who shares your birthday, which are you more used to? A, the combo Christmas birthday gift, or B, the forgetting because you're nested firmly between two big holidays. I think it's the second one. Also, happy birthday in advance, Brian. I'm not going to forget. It's December 28th for everybody else, in case you want to, you know, get us presents or something. Just saying. (laughs) But yeah, I would say it's, it's the forgetting. Stuck between Christmas and New Year's, folks are very busy. Just, you slip through. It's, it's it's kind of a bummer, but it's okay. Um, and then he follows up with, "P.S. Which Flyers baby that we didn't see at all do you most want to see make the team next year?" Um, most want, I would say, probably Barovia for all of the reasons that I just talked about. Uh, He's one I'm very excited about. And then on the other side, I would say Phil Myers. I would really like to see up with the the actual Flyers next season. Um, He, I was really impressed by him in the playoffs. I would say probably, in my opinion, he was their best skater that we saw. Alex Lyon, I would say, was their best player on the whole, um, most valuable. But Phil Myers had a really, really good run. Um, and I think my biggest takeaway from him was he just looks 
ready. Um, you wonder about if, even though he only has one full year of pro experience, if he, if he's ready, if he needs to do more AHL cooking seasoning, <laughs> but he, he looked ready. And of course there's the thing, he takes a lot of penalties and it's kind of dumb stuff too. Like he's mixing it up after the whistle or making just a bad judgment call, but I don't know. I like to think that that's fixable. Um, skill set wise and strength, he looks prepared, but yeah, I don't know. If they can fix the penalty thing, it would be fantastic. He'd be super, super ready then. Um, so he's the other one that I'm the most excited about and personally want to see on the team next year. But um, that also brings out kind of a, where am I going with this? Question of usage. Um, if they bring him up, is he going to sit in the press box? Is he going to play? Um, him getting regular time in the lineup is sort of contingent on the Flyers being cool with playing, I guess, Gudis as the seven. And I'm not sure if they would be willing or committed to that. Um, but I don't know. We'll, we'll, I guess, cross that bridge when we get to it. I still want to see him play, but Dave, please do the right thing. All right. Um, off to our next question. Oh, so we've got some, I'm assuming, our rapid fire questions from Luca, since there's a whole bunch of them, and my brain is telling me to read them fast. Um, so he starts up, how many baby flyers make the flyers? Um, three is my feeling. Three tops. They could bring in a center, a wing, and a defenseman, potentially. So I think it, I think three tops coming up from the Phantoms. Um, how many extra baby flyers make the flyers? Um, if you don't remember my initial tweet announcing this, um, extra baby flyers are non-Phantoms prospects. Um, I would say not as many. Really the only non-Phantom prospect I could see making a good case to make the team out of camp would be Frost if he comes in and just absolutely lights it up. Um, he could potentially, if they don't make a trade to fill that 3C role, he could potentially jump somebody else in the, the pecking order to take that spot. I know they talked about he needs to bulk up a little bit. Maybe he does, and yeah, I think he could make a case, but he would be the only extra baby flyer I could see making the team out of camp. However, I'm not basing this on like any real information, but I have a feeling we might see Carter Hart at some point next season. It's just, I don't know. If he does just so well in the AHL, I have a feeling there's going to be more than one need for an injury call-up. And I don't know, I could see a scenario where first call-up is Alex Lyon because he's been up before and he deserves it. Um, they send him back down. They need to call somebody else up at another point, and 
they decide to give heart a shot. Um, I'm not putting a whole lot of weight on that. If it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be really angry or surprised, but I don't know. I think it, it, it could maybe happen. We'll leave that there. Um, how many trades and free agent signings does Hextall make this summer? I have no idea, dude. Um, this is something I've really struggled with, and I think we've talked about it probably a lot by this point, um, is it's either going to be very, very quiet of an offseason, um, or Hextall's going to do something huge, and we're all going to be very surprised or shocked and thrown into a tizzy, maybe. I don't know. Um, there is the... Uh, the 3C void, he talked about they, they want to upgrade there, but whether they go out and get somebody, they trade or sign a free agent to fill that, or they bring up a kid, um, I don't really know. I think at this point I'm expecting it to be a quieter offseason, but I don't know. They're, they have a handful of guys they've, or not they've, we've kind of talked about is maybe potentially being moved, Gudis, Simmons, Neubert, as kind of logical candidates to be traded or something. Um, but whether or not that's actually going to happen, plus with the two first round picks in the draft, they could do something. I just don't know. Um, right now, like I said, I'm expecting a kind of quiet off season, but I'm open to being surprised. Uh, what's next? All right, and who has more points next year? Konechny or Coots? I would say Couturier, probably, just because um he's going to have a boost from playing on the top power play. Um, Jake or G? G, I think. That's my gut feeling. Um, Yeah, I would say probably just for, for role for him. Um, they're both on the top power play, but I think at least looking at last season, we saw Voracek getting sort of stuck in the babysitter role. I hate to call it that, but they put him with some kids and they like figure it out. Um, whereas with Drew, the line with him, Katuria and Konechny was more or less pretty constant through the end of the season. I expect to see that put back together to start next season. Um, and I mean, they were producing at a pretty good clip. So I, yeah, I would expect more points from Giroux, but if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. Um, next, uh, Elliot or Nuvi? More point. Um, Newbie. Patrick or Lindblom? Patrick, especially if he gets to stay on power play one. Uh, that's going to be an interesting thing to see what they do with that. Um, if they decide Wayne Simmons, when he is not broken through his entire body, 
gets to go back in his place on power play one, or if they decide they really like Patrick there, or they want Simmons on power play two for some balance. Um, I don't know, but I think if, well, I would say Patrick either way, but he would get an extra boost from if he gets to stay at the net front on power play one. Um, and then last, who has more points, Sanheim and Provorov or Ghost? Um, I'm going to say the unit of Sanheim and Provorov, just because, you know, Ghost has the top power play time, and he's really just racking up assists there. Um, but I expect Provorov still taking on more of an offensive role since being paired with Ghost, and we're seeing that part of his game really developing. Um, I I don't think last year was a fluke. I think he either stabilizes at about that clip, or we might even see a little bit more out of him. That would be exciting. Um, and I think we could expect that, hopefully, um, we'll be seeing Sandheim in some more games, so he'll be a little more settled and can actually get some offense going. So I think those two combined will have more points than Ghost. It's just what my brain is telling me and the math. Okay, so next up we have Mid-Major Matt asks, what's your level of faith in Hextall to actually make the right moves this offseason since we have the cap space? Um... Like a solid seven and a half, I would say. Um, yeah, like I said, I at this point I'm expecting a kind of quiet off season, and I don't really know that I hate that because if what that means is you're not going out and making the big free agent signings and using up all that cap space. Um, just because you have it doesn't mean, I guess, you necessarily need to use it. Um, but if a quiet offseason means they're moving up the kids that they've spent the time and drafting and developing, I don't really think that's the worst thing in the world. Um, but I don't know. I I, I I trust that he'll he'll do it mostly good things. Seven and a half is my trust. I'm sticking with that. Okay. And then sort of tying into that, um, Amanda asks, do you think the Flyers will actively look for a decent third line center or will we, will we see Val Philpola again because Hextall is going to be super conservative this off season? <sighs> I feel like I need to take a deep soothing breath at the prospect of seeing more of Val Philpola. Um, I don't think we're going to, um, based on Hextall's comments at the end of the season, they're looking to upgrade at 3C, and while they're open, it seems like, to re-signing him, that would be more of a, like, worst-case scenario, um, where it's, they're getting to August, and they still don't have anybody, and they're like, we don't know, and he's still available. So that's when I would see him coming back, but probably, 
probably we won't be seeing any more of him in Philly. Um, and then as for going out and trying to get a third line center, maybe, um, I mean, I touched on it in the last thing. If I mean, if they could go out and get Tavares, that would be ideal. But if they decide not to sign a free agent or do a trade to get somebody for that role and bring up a kid, they, if they bring up Vorobiev or even, I don't know, Vecchioni, maybe. Um, I don't know that I'd hate it. So may, maybe I'm sort of fine with a conservative offseason if it gets us to the right place. Um, I don't want to see him doing nothing just because we don't feel like doing anything, making big waves. Um, if the, the thought process is there in getting to the right end, I'm fine with it. Um, and then we have a couple of questions from Chris. I'm actually doing them out of order. Sorry, because I'm trying to put these in a nice order. Uh, his second part of his question is, uh, with your experience in the locker room, which flyer do you think is most likely to have a burner account on Twitter? So first of all, I love that the burner account on Twitter thing is turning into, what was it, a couple months ago, like, who would eat a Tide Pod? This is our new meme. I love it. Um, I don't know. I thought for, like, too long about this. Um, I've decided least likely to have a burner account probably Voracek just because he seems cool with just calling people out on Twitter from his own regular account. Um, but most likely, I don't, I don't know. Giroux maybe since I don't know. There's like, I guess a polished exterior there. I bet he wants to like, he might have a, Oh my gosh. He might have another Twitter where he just wants to, like, stir some things up. I could see it. That's my answer. Jeru. Um, and then we're transitioning into some other... I see Brian saying definitely Jeru. Thank you for agreeing with me. <laughs> I In my initial tweet, I also said, if you guys are tired of talking about hockey, send me book questions. And you actually did. I didn't think anybody was going to. Um, so that's exciting. I'm going to do my book questions, and if you want to take a moment to collect yourselves, if you have some more questions that you've been holding on to until the end, like I asked, um, if you want to drop those in the comments so they're easier for me to find. All right, so I've got some book questions. This is also from Chris, the first half of his question. Um, he asks, what are you currently reading? Uh, favorite book series, looking for suggestions. I just finished up rereading Breakfast of Champions by Kurt Vonnegut, because um, I just needed something to take with me on the train. Um, but next up, I'm going to be reading The Savage Detectives by Roberto Bolaño. I've read a couple of his other books. I'm really excited about this one. Um, and my favorite book series is Elena Ferrante's Neapolitan novels. It's four. Um, I read them last summer and just tore through them. They're so, so good. Um, what else have we got? And then it's 
more rapid fire questions from Luca. Thank you for these, pal. Um, what types of books do you read? I would say mostly a little bit of nonfiction, but not a whole lot. Mostly a sort of fiction hodgepodge and some poetry because that's actually what I went to school for. Um, have you read Game of Thrones? I haven't. What is your favorite book series? Uh, like I said, the Ferrante. I also really enjoyed the the Millennium series, the, starting with The Girl with the Dragon Tattoo. You can actually see them behind me on my bookshelf. Um, so I really enjoyed those as well. Uh, have you read any of the Flyers at 50? Um, a little bit, yeah. What book would you suggest to everybody? Um... I kind of already suggest the, the Neapolitan novels to everybody. Um, yeah, I think that would be my one. Uh, what book would you suggest to no one? The Fountainhead. I just heard they're making that into a movie too, and that is deeply upsetting to me. Um, what is your favorite book? Oh, I did that one out of order. What is your favorite book? Bright Felon by Kazim Ali, um, or that one's a sort of poetry autobiography hybrid cool thing. Uh, I also really like um, I Love Dick by Chris Krause. It's a novel. Very good. Um, what else? Have you read Unbroken? I haven't. And then last one, opinions on TV or movie adaptations of books. Um, neutral, I would say. It all evens out for me. Um, I think you tend to think of adaptations of books and you're like, oh, it's never going to be as good, but you can get some good things. Um, what was I just watching? Um, oh, yeah, I mean, The Shining is one of my favorite movies um and i thought it was a good adaptation of the book so you can get some good app good adaptations i guess it, part of it depends on the source material as well but i could ramble about that for a long time but i'm going to cut myself off neutral is my answer um and yeah i think we've just wrapped up the twitter questions so Give me a moment while I jump to my other screen to scroll through these Facebook questions. So um, if you have anything else that you want to throw in there. Um, I see Brian's thing. The only books that I read read has Batman in it. I respect that, honestly. Fountainhead is really, really boring and the characters are unlikable and non-existent. I agree. I was like actively frustrated reading through that. <laughs> um... Let's see if I can get to the beginning. I really don't want the Caps to win the cup. That's way back. Um, I picked Vegas in this series, but I don't know. I don't want to say I'm like apathetic at this point, but I think I'm fine either way. I didn't want the Caps to win for a while, but now I'm like, if it happens, it happens fine. Um, 
what happens with Stolars? I don't know. Um, I think he, he's an RFA. I should have looked that up. Um, he's an RFA this season, or becomes, he needs a new contract this season. Um, and I guess, I don't know, they could, in theory, if they really don't want to keep him, they think he's done, they could just not qualify him. More likely, I would think they still do qualify him, try and trade him, because you're running out of space down in Lehigh Valley, too, because you figure Lyon's probably the starter there to start the season with Carter Hart backing up, and he just doesn't really have a place anymore, um, which, God, it sucks. You feel so bad about it, but it, it puts them in a weird situation, and it's, they've got kind of a logjam now, and they, they have to figure that out. I think probably still gets qualified, and they try to do some suede, is my feeling. I'm going to pause for a second and take a drink of coffee. I see Eric Carlson, exclamation point. I forget what we were talking about at that point. Free agents, trades. If they could get Carlson, that'd be incredible. I don't think it happens, but it would be fantastic. I'm also here to support just general excitement about Eric Carlson. Fine with that too. Let's just jump me to the top. So we're going to go in a different order now. Okay. Um, do you think the Flyers find a way to move up into the top three of the draft for a goal scorer like Zadina? No. Um, I think they have the pieces. They have assets. But I just don't see... I don't know. I don't see anybody in the top three biting and leaving the top three of the draft. Um, I also haven't done that much research into draft stuff yet. I've just been going, went straight from Flyers playoffs to Phantoms playoffs. So I think next week is going to be draft stuff for me. So if I'm skipping over draft questions, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm just not ready for them. <laughs> Why do people think Lyon will be any good? He was bad with the Flyers this season. Um, oh, I'm gonna that. Will Alex Lyon be the backup to Brian Elliott this season? Um, I'm going to answer the first part or second part of that first. Um, I don't, unless they move Neubert sometime in the off season, I think Lyon probably starts the season down with the Phantoms. Um, but I could see him coming up as a, a call-up at some point. Um, 
because of injury, but yeah, so backing up at some point, um, and to, that was Brian again, sorry, um, and to Matt's question about why do we think he'll be good, he was bad with sin. I didn't think he was bad, I thought, I would say he was decent, he looked like an AHL goalie who had been called up to play and kind of did his best. I don't know. I thought he was fine, but what I did like was it looked like he was getting incrementally better, if that makes sense. Like every time we saw him, he looked like he was absorbing things and he was making some strides forward. So I don't know. I don't think like we're not looking at an elite goalie in the NA or even he might not even be a starter but I, I think he's he has the potential to be a good backup in the in the NHL um and I, I think he'll have a, a chance at some point uh, next season because dudes get hurt that's my analysis Okay, what else we got here? Tom asks, does Moran stay a flyer? Ooh, I don't know. Um, I imagine, I mean, at least looking short term, he, I mean, they're not looking at him being back until... February, I think, is the timeline after surgery. Um, I imagine he gets LTIR to start the season and then gets a conditioning stint down with the Phantoms and then maybe comes up at some point. I I don't know what they do with him. I mean, you'd think they have prospects and if they're like, he might be done or he's been jumped by the other defenseman prospects in the system and they've sort of moved on. You'd think they'd want to trade him, but you know, like there's not a whole lot of value right now. Um, I think he stays with the flyers for a bit. Um, I'm not sure how many games he'll get in next season, depending on like how long he has to do his conditioning for. And if there's playoffs happening, um, but I, I still think he gets gets a shot with the Flyers next season. Um, because if nothing else, I think everybody still needs to see what he is, what he can do. Um, they have to clear up those questions. Um, Sorry, I'm jumping around here. Um, Jason says McDonald, Gudis, Weiss, and Laterra are blocking salary and roster spots from Flyers to be a dynamic team right now. If they 
fill the spots with rookies. Yeah, I would love to see them bring up the kids. Um, it'll be... Yeah, I think what gets most frustrating is there seems to be at least a little bit of a disconnect between Hextall's evaluation of talent and Hackstall's, um, where, I don't know, I don't know how sold Hextall is on some of the, the veterans who we're talking about as not being as valuable to the team, whereas Hextall loves them and doesn't want to play too many kids, whereas Hextall wants to start integrating the kids more into the lineup. Um, it's an open question, I guess, how they will resolve that. Um, I, don't, I don't know. It's a weird disconnect, and you'd think it wouldn't be so dramatic, but it's, it's a lot, and it's, it's frustrating for sure. Um, Brian asks who will be the goalies for the Phantoms next season, Hart and Lion, I would say. Um, I saw Sandstrom's name popping up in here. I think he is, don't quote me on this. I would have to look it up. I think he still has one more year on his contract with his team in Sweden. Um, so I think he's going to be spending another year there, um, yeah, so I think it, it's Lion and um, Hart for the Phantoms next season. And then either of those two could be called up at some point um, based on injuries. Where else are we going? Still talking. What are your thoughts on Hack? I feel like neutral, I guess. I don't know. I get really frustrated a lot, but I don't know if I'm 100% on board with the the fire hack stall thing. <sighs> He's got a short leash for me, but I think I'm willing to see what he can do with a more talented stir. Um, if Hextall's able to take all his toys away and just give him good pieces or overwhelmingly good pieces, um, I, I'd be willing to see what he can do with that. Um, so I think Steph is watching, so she won't like that answer. I'm sorry, pal. But, um, yeah, I, I would say it works out to neutral for me, um, short leash, but I'm open to being surprised or, I don't want to say wowed, but impressed in some way. Um, Jason says they may have to try and unload and waive both of Elliot and Neuvert in order to keep all of their prospect goalies. Hmm. 
if they, I mean, I guess if they really wanted to, um, they could, but they both only have one more year on their contract. Um, I guess it only gets sort of complicated if they decide they really, really want to keep Stolars, but I don't know. I don't want to say they're good without doing any sort of gymnastics to try and keep him in the system, but I don't know. I wouldn't really see. I definitely wouldn't see either of them waived. Um, Neuberg traded, maybe, but even then, I don't know. Um, Brian asks, favorite phantom player? Um, kind of talked about my favorites already, um, where I really liked Borobiev and Myers, but as, I'm trying to pick somebody else so I can have a new answer. Uh, I really was impressed by Danik Martel during the playoffs. Um, I think, spoiler alert, um, Brad and I are going to be talking about him some in an upcoming uh, Phantoms Playoffs wrap-up article chat. Um, but I was really impressed by him, but he's such an interesting question for me where the Flyers really seem to have an idea in their head of roles and where guys will potentially be fitting in. And I just don't know where they see him fitting in right now um he was all over the place though through I, I would say most of their playoffs that I watched he was he's very fun to watch um I'd like to see him get a shot in the NHL I think he looks like an NHL player but whether or not it'll be with the Flyers or if it'll be elsewhere I guess is still an open question um so, that, that's my other answer. What else? Um, I think... We're doing a bit of arguing. And... Have I gotten to the end of the questions? Okay, I think... I'm out of questions. I think I've got to everything. Um, sorry if I did miss you. My little scroll had me jumping around a little bit. I tried my best. Um, if you want to chat about anything, just tweet at me. Um, I'm around. I live my life on the internet. It's fine. Oh, we're getting questions. Oh, no. <laughs> I spoke too soon. <laughs> All right. Ignore everything I just said. I'm going to say it again later. Um, DJ asks, do you fear if we trade Wayne's, Wayne, it's going to be for futures like the Shen deal, getting Morgan Frost and this top 15 pick is great, but I feel like Ron won't pull the big trigger move on a future deal. Um, I kind of imagine if they trade Simmons, they would at least get... I don't know. I don't think it would just be for futures. 
but I don't know. That's not really something I've dug too deeply into just yet um, on, yeah, even if I want him to be traded, what we would get back, what I would even want back. Um, I don't know. It's still sort of an open question for me. Um, uh, Jason says, if they don't waive Neubert, I can only see a team trading for him in case of an injury setting. Just hope that he can stay healthy enough to be traded. Um, maybe. I think... It would have to be a team with a lot of trust that would trade for him if it weren't out of like pure necessity. Um, yeah, because he's still a good goalie when he's not hurt. It's just, he's hurt a lot. And I think I could see a team deciding like he's changing up his off season training and he's trying to, you know, work on, staying healthier, but I, I could see somebody biting for that. Um, Matt says, I'm so back and forth on dealing Simmons. Don't want to see him on another team, but I also think he's not as good right now. Yeah, I get that. And it's tough too, because he's coming off that season where, like I said, every part of his body was broken and it's, it's hard to say like how much of him is declining because of age like would be expected and how much of it was injury stuff. Um, if he doesn't get traded, I wouldn't be really all that upset about it. Um, I selfishly just to see one more year of what he is when he's healthy and kind of get a better idea of his state status. Okay, going back and forth. Amanda, where do you think Matt Reed will end up? I don't know. I hope he gets a shot with another NHL team. Um, I could see somebody seeing him as, you know, a depth player who's still got a couple more years or even just another year left in him. Um, I don't really know, though. It... Yeah, I, I hope he gets another shot, though. I, I like Matt Reed, but I'm, I'm worried he might be done in the NHL, but... I hope that he's not. I think I think he still could be a useful depth player on a team that needs that. Um, as far as specifically where he would end up, I I don't know. Sorry. What else? What else? Okay, 
I think I've got to everything um, before I try to do my closing spiel again. Does anybody have any more questions that they want to get in? Um, I'm going to have another sip of coffee and wait, or we'll just close things out. Okay, um, so it looks like we're good. Uh, to wrap up, like I said, uh, sorry if I didn't get to your question. Feel free, like I said, to just tweet at me if you want to chat about some more things. I'm around. Um, and thanks so much for hanging out. Um, I know things got a little weird and we're doing our Saturday morning scramble on a Sunday. and But it's fine. This has been fun. Glad to be here. Um, yeah. Um, so have a nice rest of your weekend, everybody, and I'll see you around. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation. And I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seemed Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seemed smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart.